Now time for Chillin' with Quillin on ESPN Central Texas. Uh, Curtis Quillen, I mean, he deserves his own his own moment like that where we have our great voiceover man uh, bring him right out. And chilling with Quillen, I don't know, you know, at what time today. I know you and, uh, you know, you're a daily listener of the Mosley Show. I at least assume so. But I don't know if you got to hear any of the Gary Patterson song. We played a little bit of it earlier. And today at 5 o'clock, Gary Patterson, longtime TCU coach, will be on the Matt Mosley Show, his first radio interview since he was summarily dismissed by the Frogs or whatever you want to believe, uh, or he decided to leave. But, um, Curtis, are you, have you listened to any of Gary's music, or did you hear any of the, any of the, the song earlier in the program? So I did not hear it today, but I have listened to Gary's music before. I didn't know that he was a musician until he was uh, no longer the football coach at TCU, kind of like you said, <laughs> however you want to word that. Uh, but Spotify has it. So if you've got a Spotify account like me and you know most of modern society, uh, you can go listen to some Gary Parrish. And i got to be honest, man, as a country music fan, he ain't bad. Aaron, can we play just a little bit of this for Curtis? I want Curtis because this is an emotional, this is an emotional song, and and this is about saying goodbyes. You know, you guys just had to do it with Nikki. She's forgotten all of us already. She seems to have really embraced the Nashville scene. I do not know that she ever brings us up to her new Nashville friends, but um, Aaron, can we? Can we uh, play just a little bit of this for Curtis? I want you to know I did my best. No hard feelings, no regrets. I want you to know I'll be all right. Gonna hold my head up high. I want you to know I did it all for the love of the game. The day I walk away. Ooh, I, I mean, I kind of like the way he left it in the the present tense. I mean, Curtis, you got to admit that is not now. Aaron is one of these typical Baylor fans who does not care for Gary Patterson, so he has not given this a positive response. But if you're just if you take all that aside and you just listen to that song, that's a nice sounding song. Yeah, if you just take it at face value, it's a great, it's a great sounding song, real nice, real emotional. And then when you listen to the lyrics and you know his background, you go, "Oh man, this is targeted." Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is uh, this is what you call tonight. In fact, Curtis, I'll get if you want to put this in your newscast tonight. I'll send you a little bit of it. I think the people in Waco would love to hear from Gary Patterson. Put some Gary um, Patterson underneath high school softball highlights. <laughs> <laughs> the day I walked away. But he, he leaves it in the present tense. I kind of like how he did it. Kind of like how I like the approach that he had. Now, Curtis, do you have uh, anybody in the Quillen family have any uh, musical background? Do you have any musical, uh, uh, any kind of 
So, I, what do we call that? Musicology. Do you have any of that in, in your family? So not the kind that you're thinking of. Uh, my dad, my mom, and I were all in marching band when we were in high school, and then I did a semester of it in college, actually. Um, but none of us can pick up a guitar and play. Uh, my dad actually all <laughs> worked out for a summer with the Ohio State marching band when he was a kid. Um, although he didn't, he, he just no-showed to his, uh, and he says it's one of the things he regrets to this day, he no-showed the day of his audition in Columbus. Um but not not like uh, not like music like what you were just playing there. So you know, very different kind of musical. And then my brother was always the athlete in the family, so he he's very he he's kind of, he's kind of paved his own path in the Gluen family. What what sport did your brother play? What was his best sport? Football. He played. He was a walk on for three years at Incarnate Word. Um, he was in fact his last year on the roster was Eric Morris's first year there uh, when they won the Southland Conference Championship, made the FCS playoff for the first time, and uh, just set all kinds of records. And then uh, he, he had uh, shoulder surgery before that season, so he was on the roster, but he didn't touch the field that year because he was recovering from having his labrum reattached. Um, it was a, he, he messed up his shoulder real bad at the beginning of spring ball it, when Morris first got to uh, to San Antonio and – uh, he, he wasn't able to really recover from that, and so uh, walked in there, and I think everybody kind of agreed that, yeah, if you're going to touch the field, it's going to take quite a bit, and some of it might not even be enough, and so he just went and focused on getting ready for medical school. Oh, man, so there you are doing sports, and he's out saving lives, and, and he's gone to medical school. That's okay, Curtis, that's fine. I like what you're doing. You're entertaining folks, informing folks. So, I think you've. Uh, I think that's just fine. What kind of what kind of specialty is is he uh, doing uh, in in the in the field of medicine? So he will leave uh, for medical school in July, and uh, mm. he wants, as of right now, he wants to go orthopedic surgery and work with athletes. So you have. Of the three men in the Quillen family, you have my dad, who is a official for just about every sport that has a ball in it down in the San Antonio area. You have my brother, who played college football and is trying to be a, a team physician and work with athletes on the medical side. And then you have me, who slumps in with his camera and his microphone and uh, talks about sports on, t- on TV for a, uh, for a living. And then there's my mom who gets stuck listening to the three of us talk about sports every time we're around each other. <laughs> I hope she's listening now. Uh, your mom, I bet she's the most talented person in the family, if I had to oh, guess. Yeah. And I hope she uh, I hope she enjoys uh, chilling with Quillen. Now, uh, Curtis, uh, give us the update. I always love hearing from you because you follow those high lassies. And then you follow uh, the the uh, men's baseball program at MCC. That will start up Saturday, I believe, uh, at the uh, JUCO World Series. The women have advanced, and um, I'm trying to remember who they've advanced with. There's somebody we kind of – it's some JUCO that's from Texas. But, but so uh, we give playing Odessa yeah. in the semifinals today. Uh, the last that I had checked right before I left my desk to go down to Navasota, because I'm actually driving, I just crossed the Brazos County line to drive to Navasota tonight. Um, the last I checked, they were up by eight going into the fifth, which if that result, if they had just got three more outs, that's a run rule dub. 
um, puts them in the national championship game. Um, and so MCC looking like it's going to get, uh, or it probably has clinched by now. It's just I didn't get cell service back until right about the time you called me. Um, so they'll have a shot at the national championship. Um, that'll be tomorrow out in Yuma, Arizona. And then, uh, of course, the men get started tomorrow, 8.30 first pitch against Sanjak, a rivalry that is incredible. I absolutely love watching the Highlanders and Gators play. It's some of my favorite baseball to shoot. Um, but these two teams just play with – they play with so much talent. I mean, this is – it's junior college baseball at its best, and they get to play on the biggest stage in junior college baseball – and I, to me, it's just it's what was meant for. It's what this rivalry was meant for. Yeah, it, as you were talking, I was trying to check on our uh, our MCC uh, high last season. As you can imagine, try to guess how many MCC softballs there are across the country. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. That's hilarious. But um, yeah, we'll uh, that. We'll kind of uh, follow that up, and uh, and we'll get all that information out to everybody. But uh, the MCC, the JUCO World Series, man, that is one. If I were you, I would have signed up for the Grand Junction rather than going to Arlington for the Big 12 Baseball Championships. You were there. Chris was there. Matt Lively was there. Curtis, do those guys know they're supposed to hustle back after those assignments to Waco and and put together some packages. I I I sensed that when I talked to Chris Williams yesterday, they were on a golf course somewhere. I mean, as the director of Channel Six, have you have you thought about talking to them about that? I I, I don't. I fear that they that sometimes they let golf take precedence over some of this. If I tried to tell Matt Lively he couldn't go golfing, he would quit. <laughs> That man, I, I'm convinced, and I hope he hears this. That man, I'm convinced he lives to golf. Um, no, it's I, I golfed with Matt in, in an FCA tournament a couple Mondays ago, and it was so much fun. Um, and I mean, I know he truly enjoys the game. Um, but I will, I will say, like I sat next to Chris on Wednesday as he was finishing all of his stuff there in the workroom in the press box at at Globe Life Field. Um, I got to my desk about 2.30 yesterday afternoon, and as I'm walking into my desk, Matt Lively's texting me and saying, okay, everything's in for tonight. And I look in the in the server, and sure enough, 6 o'clock, 10 o'clock, morning show, all in there from him. Um, all of his scripts are emailed. So uh, he was very efficient yesterday. So he got his work done in plenty of time, um, was way more creative than I was on Wednesday. Um, but, you know, it, there's – Here's the thing, Matt. There's only so many ways to say that they got run rule. Yeah, and I mean, I don't think you have to, you know, you, it, it's not lost on you who run ruled them. And Oklahoma State takes care of business. It's 11-1. I was asking if, if anybody saw you doing any fist pumps in the in the press box. There were some good. Let me ask you this. Do you think that's a good venue for the Big 12 championships, I mean, the only negative I would say is that if you have kind of like a Oklahoma City or a minor league park, you at least could fill it up. If you play in that cavernous ballpark, the best you can hope to do is about five to 10,000 fans. 
What is your what is your uh, take on that? So I will counter your fan argument with this: the only time that the attendance was any better than it was, it looked any better than it looked in Arlington uh, when it was in Oklahoma City, and for the one year that it was out in Tulsa, uh, was when it was when there was bedlam happening in the Big Twelve tournament. In fact, I think one year while I was in school, uh, they had Bedlam twice on Saturday because it was the semifinal game where, and the team that won the morning part of it uh, was the one that came out of the losers bracket. So they had to play it again to get the team to get, figure out who's going to the to the title game on Sunday. Not a hundred percent, but I feel fairly confident like that happened. Um, but if it, if, Beth, if there wasn't a Bedlam matchup at the Big 12 tournament, then those crowds weren't there. And so I don't think that the crowd should be, you know, when you're talking about a, a sport where most of the people who are watching the conference tournaments are watching it on TV, you know, it's not like basketball where these college basketball conference tournaments are in, like, destination cities. You're just trying to get it into, like, a central city on a, in a nice enough stadium where you can play these games. Uh, in rapid succession and get four games in in a day, and you kind of have to bank on the weather. And I think if you watch what's happening with the SEC tournament this week and just the constant weather delays, the never-ending weather delays, uh, I think you, I think Bob Bowlesby is, is feeling like a genius for getting this thing moved to Arlington and moved indoors. I think getting it out of the elements trumps whatever kind of crowd or geographic or, you know, Oh, no. What has become of Curtis Quillen? Chilling with Quillen has come to a to an end. Aaron, do you at least have Mosley on still with you? Yeah, we're good. I don't know what happened. He just <laughs> hung up. He was like, I'm tired of Mosley today. I got stuff to do. Going to join uh, really, Lively on the golf course. <laughs> it's really hard to blame him. Hard to blame him for having that kind of attitude. I mean, are, is he? you think he can still hear us? Isn't he going to, like, Navasota? He's, he's calling back. Hold on. All right, we're waiting for Curtis Quillen to call back so we can give him a proper goodbye. I feel like Curtis had had really was rounding into form and was making some decent points there, and and then suddenly he was gone. And I had some good news for him. Um, we're trying to uh, we're trying to put Curtis back on the air, if possible, if nothing else, just to say goodbye to him. I mean, he's. The man was was really doing some good work. Some of his finest work, I think, when he's driving. Let's remember that. When Curtis is on the road, that's when he's really saying some good things. And uh, I thought I liked the praise that he gave Matt Lively, his teammate, um, as we endeavor to put uh, Curtis back on. I mean, Aaron's, uh, Aaron's doing his best. He might have gone through. Okay, I just got a text from Curtis. It says, phone disconnected. As he was driving into Bryan College Station, <laughs> could have been the Aggies. The Aggies could have done this. Okay, he's back. Um, oh, good, good, Curtis. That was good. I was reading your your text messages. I may just from now on from the segment when you're on the road, I may just text with you. Um, although that's not good if you're driving and and texting. Um, uh, I did want to say to you, and you were making some good points. I I appreciate what you were saying. And I get it. I think you kind of enjoy, I think um, I think the Channel Six and Channel Ten staffs enjoyed being right there at uh, at Globe Life 
Field or whatever we're calling it now. Is it Globe Life Park or Globe Life Field? Globe Life Field. Globe Life Park is now Choctaw Stadium. Okay. All right, Globe Life Field. Um, I did want to give you the update because you've been talking to me, so you wouldn't know this. I hope you don't. Um, but it's now a one-run game. Griffin Dorshing uh, from Oklahoma State just hit a two-run homer uh, to bring the Pokes to within 3-2. We're in the top of the third at the Big 12 championships. And, you know, I, I admire the fact that you have – you just got right out of town. You could have stayed there and watched OSU and rooted for your guys and your alma mater, but you said, "Hey, we got high school sports. We got stuff going on, and I gotta, I gotta book it back to Central Texas." So I just wanted to applaud you on that, and and I also have to say goodbye to you now. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, I had too much stuff to cover. I'm headed to the Lake Belton game now, and. Uh... You know, we'll figure out what other high school stuff we've got next week. I love Lake Belton. Golly, they're, they're, you talk about a school that opened and they're already making noise. Very, very good school. I love what they did in track and field recently. I am, uh, I'm a Salado guy at heart. Tom Westerberg and I are on the same page. Alan Hare and I were big buddies. But I love, I love what they're doing in Lake Belton. All right, uh, always fun, Curtis. Uh, be, be by the dial if you can. I don't know if we get to – college station but try to be by the dial at least streaming to hear gary patterson at five o'clock today will do will do appreciate it matt enjoy your weekend there he goes aaron i feel like he was about done with us he was ready to he was ready to roll that happens um as uh is uh curtis quillen chilling with quillen heads right off the air there okay